Um, yo, welcome to the first episode of the Short Leash. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome to the first episode of the Short Leash. This is going to be a Geek on the Leash series that covers reviews and topics, things like that that aren't usually covered in our regular podcast. And in this episode, we're going to be doing a little spoiler-free review of the Nice House on the Lake limited comic series. So I am your host for today, Reuven, and with me, I've got Wes and Jeremy. What's up, guys? Hey, what's going on, Reuven? How are you? What's up, Reuven? Happy to be here. Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to hearing about this. So you guys, uh, if I understand correctly, have are both really into this series, this limited series. You've, you've read everything that's come out, and this is going to be a little interesting because I've heard bits and pieces of this, but I'm going into this dark. So y'all going to have to sell me on this exactly here. So uh, Jeremy, starting with you, what when did you hear about this series exactly? How did you get into the series? Well, so uh, if you remember uh, last season, we did uh, an episode with Brandon from Awesome Books and Comics. And he actually was the one that uh, told us about this. It's a it's a DC uh, black label, so it's uh, not your ap- average superhero fare. Um, but he was recommending some stuff that was off the off the shelf that maybe uh, we hadn't heard of. And for sure, this is this is definitely not your your average comic book series. Um, it, it's something else. It's kind of got a a tinge of horror underneath, um, and it's really it's got. Amazing storytelling. I'll let uh, Wes comment on it as well before I get into our intro. I think a, a really cool thing about this is it is DC, and DC for fans of comics tend to be quite a bit darker and more mature, and that's what this uh, series delivers us. Um, it is a horror, I would say mystery, because um, it's giving you bits and pieces along the way but not explaining everything from the even the first couple uh comics themselves like so you it is stringing you along and giving you bits and pieces which I really enjoyed now i guess one question i have for y'all is that in a world where we do have a ton of different comic properties to look at there's a ton of stuff coming out and usually most you know 90% of people are going to just go straight for your dc marvel superhero mainline so I'm very interested about this because I think that uh, more attention should be paid to comics that aren't just your standard Superman versus Lex Luthor and whatnot. So it, one question I've got for y'all, and um, actually, Wes, maybe you can answer this starting us out. What would you say as far as the vibe that it gives? Like, Can you relate it to any other type of vibe or atmosphere from any other you know series of comic or maybe even show? So I was thinking about it as as I was reading. I'd like to comment on just briefly what you said is I 99% of the comics or graphic novels that I have read have been pre-existing platforms or uh, different multiverses or universes of characters that I already like. This one is completely new in the best, most original and freshest way that I can imagine uh, going into something. So that's what I really, really appreciated about this is it's not you're not going in and seeing this version of Spider-Man or Batman or Superman in a different light it's completely fresh that being said the best way that i could give it a synopsis for this book is a uh mystery out of this world clue like a uh, comic that keeps you guessing 
but also gives you enough to be fed and satisfied along the way. Nice. I like that, Weston. You know, uh, you were asking like what property you might compare it to. What comes to mind in my mind uh, right away, uh, I was thinking kind of like a Black Mirror style storyline, maybe Black Mirror meets X-Files if you really want to get into something. You know, it's it's definitely out there. Like like Weston said, it's super original. Um, it's hard to even really tell who are your antagonists and your protagonists in this right off the bat. I mean, it seems obvious, but as you get into the book, I mean, that's what the best stories are all about, right? Uh, so, you know, anyone who's a fan of science fiction, uh, likes mysteries, they're going to love this book. And I know you're one yourself, Reuven. So I, we're going to, we're going to really make sure you, you want to pick this book up before we're done. In my opinion, if we're from what you guys are describing about this book, right? Cause basically y'all are. We're we're almost taking this like a salesman direction. So you're telling me why I should care. <laughs> why why should I go and pick this up as opposed to something else? But one area of I'd say media and pop culture and everything right now that in my opinion is really lacking is that type of uh I guess you could say a little like like you said, Wes, like a little bit of a horror element, but more of like kind of this suspenseful, you really don't know what's going on. And and I feel like right now, well, not right now, for the last, I swear, 20 years, it's been vampires and zombies. But when you've got kind of these mystery elements, I feel like we're really missing that X-Files type of vibe where it's like it's it's more about the psychological, more about uh, stuff that could be alien, right? Like not from here, but like the 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 vibe that you get where it's like it's mainly about we don't understand so it's not even about like a typical traditional like suspenseful horror thing where you're like, oh, it's a Dracula. But instead, you're just like, what is going on? And that's half the fun of it. So it sounds to me like y'all are saying like this really kind of scratches one of those itches. Uh, so uh, what I was wondering about, would y'all actually, Wes, would you say that it actually kind of scratches the itch of a little bit of a psychological mess, like mess with your head type of thing too? Or is, would you say that that falls in line for this? Yeah, I, I would say it's both. It's very, now that, that Jeremy had spoken about X-Files, like it completely hits that button for me. And I really like the X-Files. Like I was kind of an avid watcher uh, for a long time. And it kind of scratches that where you don't really know what's going on. There's an element of surprise. There's an element of mystery. And there's actually a weird psychological because there's there's so many different characters and it does explore the characters backstories as well so you know what they came from but then there's a central element of of or a character that brings all of them together that's at the core of their their group and because of him you kind of at some point want to you like all the characters start hating him uh, at, or I'm sorry, they all got brought together because of this one character, but then they all hate him. But at the same time, you you come to realize the reason that they are together, even though they hate him, is for their for their own good and for that character's love for the rest of the group. So that is really really fascinating on 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 uh, just what you know why they're why they're there psychologically. They're all going through it because of the horror aspect and. And uh, kind of like a more of a doomsday type thing. They're all going through their own emotions and how they differently handle it. And their response to this one person that was really the glue that held the group together. But at at, at some point in the se- in the series, they're, they're all wondering, like, this person isn't who th- we thought they are. 
they may be even uh, hating that character. And then it kind of comes full. It, it changes again. Like it's, it's nothing what they thought it was going to be or what you thought it to be in the beginning. Just a second ago, I thought you said horror aspect. And I was like, that's a different kind of book. I don't think that's what we're <laughs> reading here. Okay. I'm, I'm with you now though. <laughs> horror. So, aspect, yeah. I gotcha. Sorry. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, so obviously we're staying spoiler free here and I'm interested in staying spoiler free. This is really interesting sounding to me, but would it be, uh, and Jeremy, I'll, I'll uh, direct this question to you. Would it be too much of a spoiler to ask about like, what say uh for instance the year or like setting or location or or want to just also just for the listeners as well to get an idea of like what's the setting that we've got going into this no i don't think it spoils anything i mean it seems to me that it's fairly modern day i mean uh i would say it's the same time frame we're living in just kind of a different you know different alternative universe um you know the setting of the book itself it's awesome because while it's in one location, almost for the entire series, it definitely isn't. Uh, the book's full of flashbacks that flesh out the world, uh, show you the characters' backstories. Um, and the best part is that there's, I guess you could call them flashbacks throughout, uh, kind of an intro to each book that, uh, you don't even really know where they are at this point. There's a whole, you know, it's, it's a foreshadowing type of thing. So the, the book does such a good job of jumping back and forth between the past, the present, and evidently the future when these characters are reflecting on their relationships with each other. I like when that's pulled off in, in a, an easy to understand way. And, you know, I really love the like like super in-depth technical stuff like you know going back to the matrix movies i know everybody rips i think it was the second one when they're (laughs) when they're in the huge room right with all the televisions and everyone came out of that movie uh, like i don't even understand what this movie was in the first place like because it seemed like they were purposely just trying to confuse you of what the matrix is at that point but it sounds like it's done more tactfully here so uh wes would you also say that that like is is this something that to you, most readers, it's going to be like, oh, yeah, like it's just flawless, the transition of, of past, future, whatever. Or is there, is there any element that you feel is maybe a little daunting to some readers? No, I don't. It's actually really ap- approachable. And it's done in a di- digestible way that you're not going to be very confused when there is a flashback and then a flash forward. You kind of understand. It sets up the character so well that you understand where you're at at every turn. It doesn't, there's not this weird, you may have to think about it for like 10, you know, less than 10 seconds and go, oh, okay, I, I understand who this is and where they are in the, the, the time frame. But it's it's not confusing at all, which is nice because the way that it's done before isn't series when they flip-flop in time scales. Only the hardcore people that really like to get in depth with the timeline will understand it. That's not this at all. You you understand the characters and it's either past, present, or future. What part of this story was it that like you just got hit? You're like, oh, this is special. This is awesome. I'm into this now. And Jeremy, I'd like to go to you first. Like I said, if you can share detail without spoiling, that's great. But you know, otherwise you can just tell me like when when it was. This book hooks you right from the beginning. I mean, the first really? few panels are are really capturing. I mean, he asks a question, how do you think the world will end? Like that right there draws you in. It's and and it's the fast cuts of the book that introduce the characters um, you know, in a way that really hooks you on who are these people? What do they have to do with each other? 
um, you know, what's, what's going to happen next. So I'd say, I mean, while, you know, I'm sure we'll get into what happens at the end of the first book, because that's kind of the whole point of the series. Um, the first panel to me, first, first page really sucked me in. Completely agree. Yeah. I was hooked by the first, literally the first couple, like couple pages within a couple pages of reading. I said, this is going to be special. And one of the reasons that I just want to note too is, um, I'm not an avid graphic novel reader, but the artwork on these, uh, on these, th- these comics are insanely good. Like just literally the, I opened the book and the first page of one of the characters sitting and she says, it all started on this night in Brooklyn. And then it's like, oh, I'm already in there. And then after just a couple more pages kind of heading up to it, it was, it was, it was captivating. You didn't have to like, I don't mind books that take a little bit of time. Like I'm, I, I kind of like the slowness of it, but this is building the characters, but immediately you're, you're like, oh, I'm in, I'm, I'm ready. I'm in it. This is going to be fun. So, all right, Jeremy, you wanted to mention something about kind of the creative process with this, like the, the guy who created it, uh, you know, its origin. What, what, what can you tell me a little bit about that? Is there anything interesting there? Yeah. So the, the, the writer of this book, he's no stranger to, uh, you know, horror novels. Um, he's no stranger to comic books, as a matter of fact. So it's James, uh, Tenney in the fourth. Um, he has previously written on Batman. He had a lot to do with Scott Snyder. Uh, and the Court of the Owls, uh, Batman back in uh, the New 52. Uh, he Court also has, Owls. yeah, he also has a series. Um, it's called Something's Killing the Children. Um, it's a 25 issue run. I have to say I have not picked it up yet, but I am definitely going to after reading this book. Um, he's also done some stuff from, for image comics as well. Um, so he's not new to this genre. He's definitely experienced and he brings it to this. Uh, and then it's, uh, it's, the art is by Alvaro Martinez uh, Bueno and another very talented artist. Um, I love the fact that it's, it just captures that horror vibe so well, um, while still being realistic, uh, enough that you, you don't, aren't confused as to what's going on. So, but just, just, I'll, I'll pitch this to you. Imagine Reuven, um, you know, there's one person that we all kind of have in common and that's Dave, right? He, he's our friend. We all know him. You know, maybe we don't know each other as well yet, you know, but we've been podcasting yeah. for a while. But so we all know Dave, right? Well, imagine right, the, Dave. The overlord of the that, Geek on a Leash. Exactly. Network. Overlord yeah. of Geek on a Leash. So imagine that, you know, uh, this group, this ragtag uh, group of Motley fellows, um, we all know Dave and he in- invites us out to this fantastic lake house. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all longtime buddies, but, you know, I may show up. I don't know. You know, I don't know you, Reuven. I don't know Ben. I, I may not know James or maybe we know a few people, but we all show up there and we're not really sure why we're here other than the fact that we all know Dave. Well, that's Walter in this book. Um, okay. He is, I guess you could kind of call him the main character. Um, he definitely is the theme that runs throughout the book. Um, and he's a friend of this this group of 10 folks, 10 people who are. They have all different backgrounds, all different types of, uh, you know, um, jobs and relationships. You know, some of them are professionals. They're businessmen. There's artists. There's reporters. Uh, I mean, there's, you know, every single one of them has a different background. Uh, and they're all put together in this house. And that's where the fun starts, really, because, uh, you know, as you see, they don't know what they really are have in common with each other, but what they have in common with each other is their relationship with Walter. I guess in a way you just confirmed that 
taking a vacation with Dave would be an, a, night, a nightmare. Is that Yes, correct? that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. If David ever invites us all to go somewhere, we're not doing it. Well, I'm excited. I'm going to go look into this and pick this up. I'm really curious to read about it. And just as a note for the listeners, Volume 2 of The Nice House on the Lake will be releasing on March 7th. Uh, 2023 next year. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to this. I'm really excited. Something original, something that, as I said, it sounds like a, a, a type of media, a type of uh, genre that's a little bit lacking today. It doesn't get as much love and attention as it should. So th- this is uh, this is exciting. And so, uh, Jeremy, I thank you and uh, Wes, of course, for, for joining us. And uh, I'm looking forward to reading this comic. Hopefully all out there are too. All right.